Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Ramus Podcast. Um, I'm here with T-Mac, Tony McKinnon. Obviously, I don't sound like myself because I lost my voice like a couple of days ago, but it's okay. We're still recording podcasts, you know. Got to take one for the team. Yeah, taking it for the team. Yeah, so it's March the 2nd. Um, this will probably air sometime in May. might be by June by this time. <laughs> so we, we have our third podcast with the Coin family. Um, we have Joe and Misty. They're the pastors, and they have their son, Joseph and Hannah. And so today's topic is... Um, son and daughter. Joseph. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, son and daughter. Son sorry. and daughter. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, I'm half there. <laughs> so today's topic is family in the ministry. So, um, you know, um, obviously it's not easy growing up in the ministry. Neither one of you grew up in the ministry. So, no. you know, no. so, you know, um, you know, it's a little bit different. And that's, you know, I guess the one great thing of, for, for myself is... Both my parents, you know, they were preacher's kids, and so they they knew what it was like. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. you know, my wife and I, we we talk about stuff. So there's stuff that my wife couldn't do or whatever that I was always allowed to do because my parents weren't overbearing or whatever. Um, so my my wife, um, growing up, um, the way they if they got in trouble, they had to listen to Brother Hagen tapes or, or, or read the Bible. <laughs> Um, so, oh, and, and, and in fact, he talks about the, so his um, my brother in law, um, says you know my brother in laws if you talk to him he probably seems to be the least spiritual one of the family let's just say you know that way it's my, my wife's brother but um, yeah, my, my my wife's like you know but he probably knows more word than anybody because so the way it was if you play video if you play video games for an hour watch TV for an hour then you have to listen to to you know, Brother Hagen or some other minister or read the Bible for an hour. So he liked to play video games and watch TV. So <laughs> he heard a lot of messages. Wow. And so, yeah, then also, too, some of you, and I, I kind of, we talk about it in, in class. Um, my favorite cereals, I'm mean, not healthy-wise. Count Chocula. Yeah. No, well, actually, I don't want to, I, I, I like, I like Frankenberry and Booberry. Okay. Um, right. um, more than Count Chocula. Um, and my sister's favorite cereal was um, Lucky Charms. Mm. And so um, my wife wasn't able to eat any of those growing up because oh, because they were monster cereals that was demonic. Oh. Oh. Lucky Charms, that just wasn't, you know. Magical cereal. Yeah. Yeah, so, so she wasn't able to eat those things, you know. And so, 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 so you know, and mainly, you know, they're just, they're just trying to raise their mm-hmm. kids the sure. way they see fit. And, you know. If you don't want your kids to eat cereals because they're not he- healthy, that's one thing. Yeah. But right. it wasn't because they're not healthy when they couldn't eat it because they were magical or whatever. Yeah. But my, my parents were, were were pretty cool. I mean, as far as letting us do things um, mm-hmm. that other people didn't. And the, but my dad always said, you know, you shouldn't um, discipline people with the word of God mm-hmm. because when you do, that means every time they read the Bible, they think they're being disciplined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll have people not read the Bible because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they grew up being disciplined that way. So, anyway, so we're talking about um, family in the ministry. So, um, um, now obviously, you guys were pastoring the church when you when you had your kids. And we actually pioneered yes. our church when our kids were two and four and four. Yes. So that's yeah. another added dynamic of right? starting a church. Yeah. So, what was it like, guys? I mean, growing up. You're good. You're good. Well, you're the older one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, 
Yeah, I think. Um, and just just yeah. for records, can, I mean, I, I know you normally ask a girl their age, but how old are you guys? So just let everyone kind of know. Yeah. He's not four anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, he's not two. No, I'm 28 years old. Yeah, and I just turned 27 yeah. here uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing um, for me has been my whole, and I'm not going to sound like, oh my gosh, my life, but it's tough when you do live in a glass house and people expect you to be perfect and, um, and they're expecting you to perform. And basically like for me, it's just like to always be on. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have like, you know, I love God so much with all my heart and everything. And I've always had that sensitive, um, spirit to him. Um, but it was a lot of pressure where I dealt with a lot of anxiety and, um, God helped me through that journey and through regaining trust in people because I saw so many people from a young age. So psychologically in my brain, I'm like, Oh, these are good people. And then the next day they're slapping my parents in the face and the first church split happened. And I saw it happen as a Mm -hmm. kid. And that's what we were talking about. And it broke my heart. And I'm like, and so I saw these these situations and we had good times of course I'm not just going to paint a grim picture but those t- times stick in your head of like can I really trust people because they say they love God and then the next day they're acting like this and so for me um actually like later on in my teenage years and early 20s I um actually early 20s I went through counseling and at first I was like no no I don't want to do that I really don't And, but it was the best thing. It was Christian counseling, but it was the best thing I could have ever done because it helped me work and heal through things that I just buried and, and, um, and it helped me heal and like trusting again, but people have to of course prove out, but, um, it was something too. I felt the pressure on our family too, um, of just how people really put, that pressure on my parents to be like a savior complex and I felt it on my parents even though they might have not like your kids feel things you know um they see things in the ministry and the good thing is if so my parents are amazing parents and if they follow God correctly your kids are gonna they're gonna be impacted in a good way to where it's not gonna wipe them out the thing is, how do you steward that? Because yeah. the ones that steward it wrong in the ministry, because I have a lot of friends that rebelled and, you know, totally right. ran away because they were validly hurt, but their parents didn't even like we've always had an amazing relationship with our parents. Um, but the thing is, I saw how they followed God. They taught us to follow God for ourselves. Um, but I had to go through that healing process of like, God, like, I I need you to help me because I absolutely, I work in the ministry today because of my personal relationship with God, but I went through that healing process and, um, I don't know how to connect that, but it's just, it's so much, um, it just really depends on that relationship with your family and, um, and you don't have to leave hurt as a kid. Um, God, God's drawing you, especially if you've grown up in the ministry, he'll, he'll give you those places to heal. And, um, and now I absolutely love it. Mm. And, you know, at first I was like, man, like, cause I'm more of a free spirit and I like to have fun. So sometimes it's like, oh dang, like this is kind of boring or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but then there's times where the moves of God and I mm. knew it was real. And I was like, I experienced it for myself. 
But now I absolutely love what I'm doing in the ministry because I'm balanced. In counseling, I learned how to be balanced. So I was really good at my drive about, you know, spiritually going after God, being a hard worker. But I wasn't taking care of there She gave like a wheel image. And if you don't take care of your rest or your play or um, something else, it can affect those other areas in the wheel because you're not taking care of your full because God's made a spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, what helps me is to have fun, be active, do something, work out um, along with that. And it helps me really enjoy um, what I do full circle. So, mm-hmm. Well, you know, obviously growing up as a kid, you know, see, seeing some things happen, like I do know um, of a situation, I think it was late 80s, maybe early 90s. Um, you know, obviously I wasn't in ministry at the time. I was in high school or college. Um, but... Um, there was a small church that went through a church split all over. The pastor bought the um, his son a pair of Air Jordans, and um, some people thought oh that, was, that that um, that that he shouldn't have that expensive a tennis shoe or, or basketball shoe or whatever, you know. And so actually, people left the church over Air Jordans and and things. But you know, as kids, you see people. I mean, people are cruel. I mean, you see people maybe. You know, mistreat your parents or 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 whatever. And so, growing up, I mean, I people used to always ask me as a young young kid, um, "What are you? Are you going to be a minister when you grow up?" And at first, I was going to be a fireman, um, then a race car driver, and then at twelve, I changed to um, the occupation of millionaire. Um, <laughs> and you know, I don't know. I got like I said, different personality. <laughs> So people say, well, what are you going to, I mean, you know, that's not really a job. And that's kind of like, you know, a, a goal. I said, well, you know, the deal is it doesn't matter what I do. I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire. So <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, you know, whatever company, whatever. So, I mean, I kind of, you know, was going to, in my own mindset, going to go in business mm-hmm. mainly because I just didn't want to um, go through some, some of the things that I've seen mm-hmm. um, my parents go through. And, you know, like I said, growing up in a glass house, um. I do remember whenever I got to, it was in high school, and so I w- was very close in age. You know, I remember my junior year, I'm driving, and I'm very close in age to some, some of the students. Um, you know, and actually, even I worked here at the NRC, so mm-hmm. I knew some of the students. You know, so I mean, they had rumors about me at school at Rama. You know, it just because mm-hmm. so it's just a little tough. Um, but then God called me to the ministry, and that's one thing too. And I, I think you guys the same way that you know my my dad and mom never even talked to me or my grandparents never talked to me about going to the ministry. That was really up to me and, you know, had a supernatural call. Um, what about you, Joseph? Um, yeah. Um, I don't remember if you said it during the last podcast or if it was in between, but there's many, um, pastors, kids who are not in ministry today because they felt like their parents put the ministry first. Yeah. Um, thank God that was not the case with our family. We've always had a really close relationship. We've walked through everything together. Um, they never placed anything on us. They never uh, had any expectation of how we would turn out or what would be our passions. We were just able to see our parents behind the scenes and on the pulpit and uh, praise God they were the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we were yeah, so, sometimes with, they're not. Yeah. And that's I'm not talking about yeah. you know I mean, but there are some mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. they're one one way behind the pulpit mm-hmm. and at home mm-hmm. they're they're a monster or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so if we were to see hypocrisy or anything else behind the scenes, it would have just been ingrained in us that this is just for show. Mm-hmm. They are doing this for some kind of popularity contest or, or to mm-hmm. trick somebody into buying a certain program. It's just never it's never been that. Um, yeah. we, we have had, uh, everybody has their um, trials and and peculiar struggles growing up what ours just so happens to be we felt like we were growing up in a glass house Mm -hmm. and that was never anything that our parents put upon us Um, that was just something that comes with um, your parents are uh, public figures Mm -hmm. and other people would be looking into our lives or or assessing us and we could feel that really so uh, there was never really, I hate to make this sound like a pity party again. It's really, <laughs> there's so many blessings that come with yeah, being a pastor's definitely. kid. Mm-hmm. There just, there was a lot of navigating that R- Hannah and I had to do because again, mom and dad were basically first generation, real, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Christians really following after the will of God for their lives. Um, they pioneered in that way. We pioneered the second generation mm-hmm. uh, in, in a way that, um, it was really me and Hannah. We, we leaned on each other. Praise God for my sister. Um, because there were some things I wanted to keep my life as a pastor's kid separate from my school life. So I had friends at school that I could joke around with and play with and uh, tell inappropriate jokes with, even though <laughs> they weren't the right things to do. I felt like I had that certain kind of freedom at my school that I couldn't have at church. So I had my church friends. Uh, I'm not, I'm, please, I'm not saying that this is the right thing to do. <laughs> this is just, you know, well, no, it's, it's my just, experience. You're just being a kid. Right. Yeah. You're being a kid. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and a lot yeah. of times, you know, mm-hmm. as a pastor's kid, you can't really be a kid. Yeah, you don't I mean, like you can. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, anytime I tried to do anything, someone would tell on me. Right. You know, right. I, I got, yes. You know, besides church members, I got Rama students that work in every, every area right. of, oh, of, of life. Right. Um, you know, so um, right. it's, you know, it's, it is what it is. So, right. you know, no matter where you are, mm-hmm. there's, I'm, I always say, you know, um, you know, you, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for me, I, I never knew, you know, if that person knew me or didn't know me. So mm-hmm. I assumed everybody knew me. Right. <laughs> so right. I had to always be on my game at all times, you know, making sure that, mm-hmm. you know, but my point, I'm sure you guys are the same way. I love my parents so much. I didn't want to disappoint them. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. in, in fact, I even say that, um, like growing up, I didn't try to, um, you know, some people like, you know, we try to please God. I didn't try to please God. You know, I, I didn't really, I mean, I tried to please my parents and make them look in a, a good light. You know, obviously it's pleasing God in the same way, but it was really more about, I didn't want them to look bad because I did something stupid, right? Um, you know, or, or whatever. So, um, you know, so I was always a fairly good kid, um, you know, and, you know, I had good parents. So I, I think you guys are probably similar situation, but you do feel you live in a glass house, and and I assume it's not just ministers' kids. I'm I'm assuming any kind of like I said, if your parents some kind of some kind of celebrity, whether it be mm-hmm. a local celebrity, you know, may, maybe your dad's a newscaster or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, if if your parents are you know somewhat well known, then it's you, know, you people like look at you. But now as a minister's kid, everybody assumes that that you're going to be 
always do everything correctly, you know, always, you know, I mean, you, you know, you're going to know every Bible verse, you know, known to man. spiritual things. Yeah. And you're going to, yeah. well, you know. And, and I yeah. pretended like I knew all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's another thing, too. And that's probably one reason that, that I did not go to Christian school. Um, um, because, I mean, I went to public school. And now my parents actually, you know, when, when I was young, they couldn't afford a private school. So that was, mm-hmm. I mean, that just to be honest. Sure. I mean, you know, that. Yeah. Um, but as I got older, then they actually asked me, they told me, you know, if I want to go to a private school, I could. I'm like, why? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy with my friends. I mean, mm-hmm. Some of them were not probably the best friends ever, but, <laughs> you know, it, it didn't matter. I was happy with my friends. Um, and, and in fact, uh, I do know that one of the Christian schools, um, actually, I, I said, well, if I went there, they have the worst drug problem in, in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. You know, because true. sometimes some of the people mm-hmm. could get kicked out of regular school, they end up Christian yeah. school. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, so I, I think actually going to a non-Christian school, um, you know, a public school. I mean, not there wasn't some Christians in there, mm-hmm. you know, helped me. And, and in fact, um, it was a, a kind of a hard for me. I actually went to ORU first, and nothing wrong with ORU, great school. But that was the first time I was in an, envi- in an environment where, ever, I mean. At public school, everyone knew, you know, they, they'd watch TV, see my parents or whatever. They knew, but it wasn't like, they didn't expect anything. I'm just mm-hmm. crying. You know, I go to ORU. <laughs> man, I have stalkers at ORU. Oh, yeah. You know, it was just really weird, um, a weird situation. Mm-hmm. When I transferred to Oklahoma State University, that was an awesome time. I got there and I could be myself and mm-hmm. no one really knew me per se, although I wasn't a bad kid, but still it's um. You know, the, anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. You know, oh, no, you guys. Yeah. I think if there's one saving grace to being feeling like you're in a glass house is that I knew that I could talk about anything with my parents. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing too That's shameful true. to talk about. They told us specifically, if you hear something at school and you don't really know, mm-hmm. come talk to us. We're not going to we're not going to. I feel like um, mom was actually just saying this the other day is sometimes she felt like she wanted to overreact because like, where did you hear this from? <laughs> what yeah. kind of friends did you got? Um, but they never overreacted when we brought things to their attention. Right. I know that I had Hannah right there to navigate and uh, talk to her and say, I don't know. I'm feeling this. Are you feeling this way too? We were able to empathize mm-hmm. with each other in a way yeah. that a lot of other kids weren't going through our right. exact same situation. So she, right. Uh, and my parents were really great, close friendships in my life, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through my life. So we've always had an amazing relationship. That's something that's anchored me. That's good. So awesome. you, you know one thing my father always did? This, this is what, this was their thought. So if you tell me something, and you, so you confess that you did something, I'm going to, I mean, you know, I might be mad. I might even punish you, but it's going to be worse if I find out. You know, somewhere if you else if you don't tell me I mean, right. so yeah. so just be up front you know if you if you be mm-hmm. up, we'll, we'll work through it i mean that's mm-hmm. the, the one thing and so i kind of know a lot of times that we're fearful mm-hmm. you know and like i said my situation i never want to disappoint my, my parents mm-hmm. and whatever and i there was not too many times where, where i did things that were really that bad in fact in, in 2023, anything I did was was like minute compared to what happens right. nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about doing some of the stuff that kids do today. It's yeah, funny that. because as we are still, uh, you know, certainly um, their parents and, and guiding them as they'll let us now that they're adults. But, uh, you know, uh, there, there are just times that we work through things together, like you said, Joseph. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know what? My wife worked with Hannah 
on the female changes in life as she was growing and developing. And some some people don't do that. And I work with Joseph on him becoming, going through all the different phases and, and, and um, you know, different seasons in life. And we've always kept the line of communication open and uh, so, so thankful. And like you said, we, we didn't force them in the ministry no. at all. I want to emphasize again, there was never one time where we felt like we were second to the ministry. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, mom and dad have had this policy that it's God in my life my spouse and then it's my kids it's even good as a kid to know that i can't get between their relationship with each other right and i cannot get in between the relationship with them and god mm-hmm. once you know that because when ki- kids can figure that kind of stuff mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. yeah yep. um, and and they'll they'll use that they explore it yeah they'll mm-hmm. explore it and see if they can uh exploit it and see if they can get in the cracks and and work the system a little bit i remember when i tried that i would go to i want to go to my friend's house and i would ask mom and she would tell me no i was like okay i'll ask dad then <laughs> yeah, yeah. and he would always say what did your mom say yeah, <laughs> yeah so. that's what my dad always said too <laughs> he, would, he would never see us he would, what did your mom say right and i'm like well she said no but I was hoping you would say yes. Yeah. 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 But actually, the one time, I, I, I acted out one time in church, and I never did it again. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to be talking about, but we were having communion <laughs> in children's church. And I wanted to, I think I was new to uh, whatever age category that was. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be seen as funny and cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we were having communion, and I, I saw um, the communion cup with red grape juice in it. And I shouted out loud, top of my lungs, look, everybody, I'm drinking blood. <laughs> I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't being, trying to be disrespectful or anything, but mm-hmm. um, you can't get away with anything being a pastor's kid. I, right when we got home, uh, I got called into the bedroom, and Ooh. mom and dad said, uh, you know, we got a call from the children's ministry. We got to yeah. straight. Um, any, anyway, they disciplined us. They never disciplined us in a in a way that was out of anger yeah. or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was always out of love. Yeah, and um, I think one thing Joseph alluded to earlier, we would never say we were pastors' kids. Ever. So yeah. now that's like, at school. At school. Yeah, school. No, 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 not yeah. at, of course at school or like just anywhere right. outside the church right. because we just wanted to be treated like anybody, anybody else. else, you yeah. know. And two, um, I think it's really good. Um, to have your kids, like if they are, you know that they're, you know, sound spiritually and stuff, but to get them around unsafe people, like I played on sports teams, you know, I did go to a secular university and things like that because you need to go after a lost world and to reach out to people and see things. Cause you know, one thing that we love about our church is that we're charged at the church so that we can go out and love people with the love of God. And so that, that's huge just to like see far beyond our world, not be in a bubble. Cause if, if you're not careful and you're, you're saran wrapped, you, you can't, we're here for a purpose, you know? And so that's what I love that our parents have taught us. And, um, yeah. So the people who knew us in the church, um, we knew the real people like, uh, like, and we, you know, there's some people, they don't know what they're doing. You know, we, but there's some of the people <laughs> you could people. tell, like as a pastor's kid too, growing up, I'm very sensitive. I can tell motives very quick. 
or I can feel things very quick of like, oh, this person yeah, it they're doesn't malicious. Seem. They're premeditated. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. And then you know the people. I will thank God, like even from the people from day one that you know are like the people behind our family and like the people who are truly my friends that I'm just so grateful. It's not to use out of like, cause you're the pastor's kid or in leadership or whatever it is. Um, it's just such a gift for your spirit to just know who the people are that are safe and are for you, you know? So. Well, anyway, what she's alluding to is, is a lot of times people want to be your friends, but maybe they don't really want to be your friend. They oh, just, right. Yeah. Yeah. They just, you know, leverage. For, yeah, for whatever reason that they think that if they, you know, mm-hmm. that they like you or whatever because of who you are, not because of who you really are. I mean, right. just who yeah. you are for your status in life. And um, and so sometimes it's hard to find out who your true friends really, yeah. Yeah. really are. Um, so, mm-hmm. so what about you guys' call to ministry? I mean, obviously you're both working in ministry. Um, you guys want to talk about that at all? You go ahead first. Yeah. Um, just like we've said before, we weren't pushed into any kind of um, decision for our own lives. There was this um, thing that mom and dad did for us every now and again. Uh, and this is just good to kind of feel the tug of the Holy Spirit, too, is they would sit us down. And, and if we were questioning our salvation, like, how do I know I'm saved? They would sit us down and say, repeat after me, I am not saved and jesus is not my lord and we couldn't say it because it it would just hurt our heart too much to continue on saying that uh so also whenever we didn't make those daily confessions no no that that was that was just a good um tactile lesson a heart check heart check i really don't believe this Uh, this is just an attack of the mind Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever we were trying to figure out who we were and what we were supposed to do after school, uh, we knew that we wanted to be in ministry, but we just wanted to make sure that that wasn't just the track Mm -hmm. that we were supposed to Mm -hmm. follow as a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would also set us down and say, uh, repeat after me, I am not called to the ministry. Mm -hmm. We we also (laughs) couldn't do that. (laughs) Because our whole life has been ministry. That's a deep level of psychology. (laughs) Sideways, parallel universe, Uh, something going on there. Well, you know, we we just tried to help them uh, come to a conclusion for themselves. Because we knew it. We always said that we wanted to be in the ministry with them. Mm -hmm. But also... Yeah, but just when like those questions to, came up, though, we, yeah. we, we just sort of help you figure that out for yeah. yourself. You it, know, it I'm going to start doing that. I'm gonna, I am not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you kind of just, just said it very right. 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 yeah. right. yeah. yeah. That's great. Yes. No, seriously, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, same thing when I thought I was called to be at Rainbow Bible Training College. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I'm actually called to be there. That's just what my parents did. That's just the easy yeah. thing to do for me. It, it was just easy to get into that kind of track of mind where I was really uh, second guessing the spirit, even where he was trying to lead me. So um, anyway, yeah, from a young age, we've been taught to listen to the voice Mm-hmm. Yeah, lives. that's helped us tremendously. Wasn't it? I think we did a Living Faith Crusade or yes. something where yeah. you were that mm-hmm. sort of helped sure. Well, um, at that t- time in my life, I was um, finishing up high school, and I was out of whack with my relationship with God. I had always had a relationship with God, but I'm a very—I'm um, not going to say—I'm trying not 
to sound any kind of way, but I'm an intellectual, intellectually mm-hmm. leaning person. He's Joseph's analytical. Analytical. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. very yeah. much. So the way that I would love the Lord my God was with my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I neglected many other aspects uh, of my spirit, soul, and body. So at that point in my life, it was very hard for me to hear the voice of God and not mistake it for my, my own thoughts or, or whatever. I just wasn't in a good place. Until um, the Holy Spirit could have gotten it to me a lot easier than having to be in a really tough place in my life. Because I, I came to a point where I came to the end of myself. I was just not settled. Even though I was doing the work of the ministry, mm-hmm. and I knew I was eventually supposed to do that. Um, I was like, there, I need to be doing something right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't get settled. And uh, this is just the worst feeling in the world. And then um, we had a crusade come to our church. And it was like a light came on in the situation where the spirit really got in my face and said, you need to go to Rama Bible Training College. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to do for my life. Um, I, it was the best decision I've ever made for myself. You know, just like Dad was saying, other than making Jesus Lord of my life, other than um, marrying my wife, Rachel, uh, following God's will on my life and, and the leading of the Holy Spirit to come mm-hmm. to Rima Bible Training College. That's where I got connected with the best friends I've ever had. Uh, what I was saying before is I was never able to have friends that I could really joke around with and be myself um, and speak very deep spiritual, uh, what I was working through in the word. Mm. I found both of those here. Um, I found the best friends of my life. Uh, I, man, it, I almost don't want to say this because I know that there's some people who can only get audio versions of some Rhema teachings, but it's more caught than it is taught some of the time. Where being in this environment, it uh, revolutionized my life where uh, I was out on my own for the first time listening to God and really developing my personal relationship with God gaining these awesome friendships, learning that I could live alone and, and make it and have these jobs. And I worked at the theater and eventually at the NRC for Byron. Uh, there's just so many things came to my life, even meeting meeting my wife here, that was just supernaturally what God had for my life. Yeah, I'm assuming you probably didn't have some pressure that you might be felt at home, you know, because out here it was, you know, yeah, it was good to get separation. Yeah, I was half a state away, half the country away. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that I didn't have to put on any facade that I had felt like I had to. I never had to. I felt like I had to my entire life. Uh, it was good to get that separation and, and prove out who I was. And, without... and also, I think, you know, working for Byron, Byron is, you know, I mean, I mean, if there's a guy helps, I mean, this yeah. man, this man yeah, I mean, man, he's, and he's, and he's yeah. driven. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's so many times like Byron, you don't have to come, you know, you, you mm-hmm. can say, I'm not, no, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm there. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Byron's the kind of guy that, um, you know, if there's somebody, if, like there's, there's things I need in ministry. I'm like, who can I get to do that? You know, and, and no matter if it's his job or not, if, if you mm-hmm. ask Byron to do it, mm-hmm. he's going to do it. And yeah, I know he, you know, he, he he demands quite a bit from his employees as well, and mm-hmm. I think it's good. You know, you know, Byron's a, probably a really good boss to work yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Amazing, Incredible, yeah. yeah, an awesome man, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we actually hadn't had Byron on the podcast, but no, I thought yeah, about yeah. that. I've, I've, I've actually good. thought about Byron has also has a number. He has a number of books on on the helps ministry, helps ministry. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So obviously you're out here, you, you, you met your wife, and, you know, it was a, a good thing. And I'm sure that, like I said, it was the best thing that ever happened to you. Um, so that's a good segue from Rain Bible Training College, rbtc.org. Um, some people ask, do you have online? And we do not have online um, school. We do have correspondence school, but it's not the, the, the training college. And the reason is, as my grandfather always says, the anointing, um, you know, cannot just be taught, it has to be caught. And there's something about being here, something that's it's really life-changing. And I don't know how to describe it, but there's just something about this campus. And, and I think that's one reason we, we've alluded last couple of programs about mm-hmm. coming back, because there's something about coming back and just being refreshed. And so if you'll just go to your computer, rbtc.org, um, give us your name, your email, and your phone number. We'll send you a digital packet, and we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care whether you feel called to the ministry or not. If you want to learn more about the Bible, want to learn more about leading of the Spirit, RBTC is a great place and just a wonderful place to, to meet lifelong friends. You know? Mm-hmm. you know, And I think the great thing, too, now about social media, social media can have these issues, but because of social media, we're able to to stay connected to our friends, you know, and so, um, you know, it's pretty cool to have friends all over the world, um, you know, you know, at some, and like I said, we here at Rama last week, we've been having our international directors and some of their staff, you know, here. And a lot of times it's pretty cool because you know what they're doing because you've seen their Facebooks and you've seen, you know, you know, you know, so you kind of know they just had a baby or they, you know, they just, you know, had a, um, you know, whatever. So it's it's pretty cool. But like I said, you you met lifelong friends mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and you know, there are a lot of them in similar situations that, that you are. Some of them, some of them grew up the way you did, so they can under mm-hmm. so a lot of people could understand you. Um, and so they think that's a really really good thing. Mm-hmm. So you now, so for everyone, tell them when you graduated. You just graduated. I graduated in twenty twenty. Yeah, so the weird year, the, the best year ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 2020. So you you had graduation in July. <laughs> yeah, Rachel and I actually um, we watched the walk across stage and celebrated. Then we had yeah. to watch it live stream. You know, yeah. it wasn't a time that we could come back. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was a blessing to come when we did. I think we actually offered to people if they didn't walk the stage, they could walk. They could walk the next in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, but I, you we had were to walk. so busy in the ministry. Care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say didn't care. You just, <laughs> but you had to walk backwards. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. No. <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. you know you know guys you know you're ministering as a family. Um, what kind of challenges are, are there? Because obviously there are challenges. I'm assuming. Um, um, you know, now I, I do know me as me a lot of times, um, sometimes what people would do if they had an idea or something they want to run by my parents, they would, they would always run it by me first and mm. ask my opinion. Cause now that's what, you know, the great thing about being family or even you don't have to be family as long as you're very close is I, I can tell you exactly what my parents, how they think, mm-hmm. what they think. When they think now, mm-hmm. sometimes I think exactly like they do, and sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. But I don't try to push what I want to do on them because I know they're going to say no. Um, now, some I'm you know if I want to talk them into it, I I can. I, I know psychology, uh, <laughs> and um, you know pretty much everything that I've wanted to do, I've eventually been able to to do that. Thank you for the frame address code. Now, um, you, yeah. know, you know, <laughs> so my sister and I were. 
very instrument because some of Raymer grads look at our dress code now and they're like, man, that's pretty casual. We used to have to wear suits and ties right. and things dresses, like that. Right, dresses, yes. And dresses and pantyhose. Right. And <laughs> I mean, like I still wear pantyhose some days. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. you're, work, you're working too hard, Tony. So yeah. I, I, I know y'all can't actually see in the studio, but he's wearing pantyhose right now. <laughs> <laughs> With my cowboy boots. <laughs> I, I do know the day, you know, now nowadays we wear jeans, but yeah. um, whenever mom allowed us to wear slacks, mm. and so we were able to tell the women they could wear slacks. So I remember I'm standing at the R, on RMA you know, during our announcement time, making the announcement to the to the student body. I I don't know if we could do it every day. I think there was only Fridays or certain mm. you know certain. I can't remember originally how it went on, and so a lady rose raised her hand, and so she says, you know, ask a question. Do we have to wear pantyhose with our slacks? Mm. And so. I was going to like, let me get back to you, but, you know, or, or I could pull the old circle back or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, I'm like, circle you know, back sucky. so I thought for a second, trying to think how much trouble I would get into or not get into. I'm like, absolutely not. You know, so, so I, I just totally decided to make the rule that, you know, cause I just figured that's stupid. You shouldn't have to wear pantyhose with your slacks. So, so anyway, so, yeah. but you know, now you know, we wear jeans and things like that. And so, no, I do know some people get mad. They're like, you know, they're like, well, I can't believe you guys don't wear suits and ties or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, um, we had one of our ministers, um, who Tony actually knows, um, one day he got, he was crapping about our, our, our dress code. Um, he's from Kentucky. He's from Kentucky anyway. Um, anyway, so he was complaining about something. And I, and I don't usually in Facebook, you know, type out, the, uh, but I, I decided at that time I was a youth minister. I said, it's really weird because last summer I did youth camp in shorts and flip-flops and the spirit really moved. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what about that? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, cause so anyway, he didn't ever have an answer to it. Um, <laughs> what can but, you say? Anyway, I can't think of his name right now, but, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. So going back to you guys, the story here, um, so working with your parents, how is that? <laughs> yeah. It's honestly awesome. Um, And it's something, too, you have to stay in humility because it will not work in a family dynamic if you cannot respect your parents as the pastor, as your boss. You do have to separate it in honor um, because you are. It's an honor for you to be in that position. You're not entitled just because you're the kid. Mm. And um, one thing that our parents have taught us is the huge thing was be teachable, teachable humility Um, that, you know, we we were always taught to serve because Jesus, I mean, he served. He washed the feet. He he talked to the outcast. He but you know what? It's all about caring for people. Mm. Um, But I think too, going back to Craig's question, um, I think the thing is knowing their hearts is huge. Um, and following the Holy Spirit of being sensitive to where you can cover and um, honor, like as my parents, I honor how they would want me to respond. Um, it's not just like a formulation. It's like because we were taught how to be led by the Holy Spirit as kids um, and develop through the years. It's like, I, you know, I'm thankful that I'm led in those because in ministry, it's just totally different situations all the time. And if there's something that, you know, I'm going to honor them and say, Hey, what would you want me to do in this situation? Honoring Mm -hmm. their leadership and their guidance. Um, not thinking we know it all because we're still young. And that was a huge thing for me 
getting, I was actually, I became a worship director on my 25th birthday and I was not expecting it. So that's why I couldn't make it to Rama <laughs> as much as I love. And Rama is my DNA. I'm here like camp meeting, winter Bible, love it. And um, so infused in my DNA. So that's why I know, like, I, I'm so thankful that I can do what I'm called to do. But sometimes your path is just so unique and you just have to follow the Holy Spirit. Um, but, you know, just even leading as a 25-year-old female, and I'm white and we have multicultural. Also, I'm young and there's people way older than me to listen to me. And I'm like, you know what? One thing that I've learned from my parents is pull in the older people honor their wisdom because they know way more than I do honor the different cultures. I'm not just assuming I know what African American or the Latino community or whatever. I want them to speak. And the more you have people speaking in, then taking leadership of what God's called you to do. It's a beautiful thing, but they've infused leadership in us throughout our whole life that it's the fruit of how amazing they are as parents of, um, Again, going back to what I was saying, they were the real deal to where I was ready. Um, doesn't mean I felt, because I was shaking in my boots, like, God, are you sure? So I was thinking maybe in my 30s and 40s later. Like, <laughs> like when they get old. <laughs> and that's not old. But I was not really, I was not looking for that. I really wasn't. And I'm so humble. It's a humbling thing um, to be able to work in the mission. I don't take it for granted. So Well, they believed in you. Yeah. And... Um, you know, just thinking about our kids and, and things that we did, you know, promoting them into positions, but they'd proven themselves. Mm -hmm. And then even, you know, kind of our, what do, I, what do you even call it, almost like adopted kids, ones you've raised up, you've mm -hmm. built yeah. in ministry and leadership. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of those, you know, I'm thinking about right now, she told me the other day, thank you for always believing in me, even when I didn't believe in myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. You know? Can I say something about also them working with uh, my wife and I? We had a we had a sit down before they started working with us yeah. that we're going to have to navigate through different caps. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and if I ever get to a place where I'd violate my uh, dad cap, yeah. uh, I would choose the that cap over the ministry. If we can't get along in the ministry right. mm -hmm. and we can't have a, a good working relationship then I'm going to defer to the dad cap and you won't be able to work for us. Yeah. yeah. And I would good. also say this too. We've always wanted their voice to speak into our life and not mm -hmm. always into their life because of our relationship. Now we like that conversation. Um, can you speak into this picture? Can Make you tell sure. us what we're not yeah. seeing? Make sure leadership structure and your church healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, but I also think too, um, I think it's very important just even as pastors or leaders, that we do listen, um, especially if we're trying to reach multiple yeah. generations, yes. um, multiple cultures mm -hmm. um, and things. And so um, obviously the younger generation thinks differently than the older generation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's probably been one of my strengths, at least, been able, and, and been able to bridge the gap um, between generations. Um, maybe a lot of it because I was involved in youth ministry for so mm -hmm. long. So I understand how the kids think. Now, I don't understand how the kids think anymore as much because, you know, but, but, you know, I understand, you know, I can understand, I, I can relate to the younger mm -hmm. generation. And, um, so it's also helped, but, but I, I remember, um, and I'll never forget. I, I, and when I became, you know, I was doing youth pastor stuff and then I started, you know, being actually on staff and 
preaching in Quinnell Hurt's big church. <laughs> and so really my sermons don't change. And that's mm-hmm. what's, you know, my, I'm probably preached to a younger generation. Mm-hmm. And I remember, well, it was in the 90s, um, spoke a sermon. And in the sermon, I uh, actually talked to, I brought up Britney Spears and Tupac Shakur. So, I mean, you know, so, I mean, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what I said about that, you know, um, but, but I, I did bring, bring both of those people up in, and I had a, a lady who was probably in her eighties that came up and said, that was one of the best messages I've ever heard. I'm thinking, mm. wow. do you even, do you even know who Britney <laughs> Spears is or, or Tupac? Um, yeah. Um, you know, so it is interesting. So, but but I I kind of tend to teach or speak to a, a younger generation now. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know that's kind of that's a child of the nineties now. But now now we're in the twenty twenty threes, and so I don't I don't know how much I can really. And really, it is hard. I mean, you're you're not a child of the nineties. Huh? Well, I'm a child of the eighties, but, <laughs> yeah. but, 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 but I'm, I'm saying you know I can relate to the child. Oh, okay, you know, sorry. Of the nineties, I miss um, that. You know, segue there. You know, sorry. but you know, but now in 2023, I, I have no clue. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel, I feel, I don't want to say sorry, but I mean, the kids growing up today, what they're dealing with. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was never a question. We had Adam and Eve, and there was only two genders. I mean, that's not right. a question, and no one would ever question. Mm-hmm. No scientist would ever question it. Right. Yeah, um, I never thought I was a cat right. either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to be a biologist have a to, to know. Or to know um, so. <laughs> you know, speaking of the next generation, and um, I'm, I'm speaking about ourselves, so I'm not trying to bring instruction necessarily, but I, th- I do think that it's important that as we get older as ministers, we get younger as a staff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yes. we, we sure. keep those people, um, you know, our staff should be getting younger so that mm-hmm. we can just pour into them and. Too often, um, there are some ministers that don't want to uh, step back so someone else can step forward in some ways. Yeah. And sometimes we're standing in someone else's position. We mm-hmm. need to give them an opportunity, prove it out, train them, yeah. coach them. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that um, we need there, – there, there was a minister's conference one time of uh, senior pastors that went to a particular meeting to see how they could win the next generation. And I said, that's an oxymoron. Why would you meet with all old ministers right, yeah. Yeah. to f- try to figure out what the young ministers or people need? Right. So you've got to bring them to the table. They're going to do things differently, but they're also going to help you think different yes. and minister more effectively. And, and then together, that's why mm-hmm. I know you guys really emphasis here at Rama uh, the emphasis of um, you know the working of the different age categories and different cultures. And that's something really big. Yeah. And it goes full circle back to our story with uh, we had to go into uh, some areas of the black culture with Bishop Passion Lady Joy and it carries over into our vision today of multicultural yeah. ministry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was that, all part yeah. of the path to your purpose. I was right. thinking when the yeah. kids were talking a while ago even and Hannah said something that kind of was even but I mean Ramo was part of the path to mm-hmm. Joseph's purpose but it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily for for Hannah, so mm-hmm. you know, and she's so Rama that absolutely. again, I think we mentioned yeah. it on the podcast. Yeah, but she's uh, ordained mm-hmm. with RMAI. She's more Rama than some mm-hmm. of the grads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got some rhinos out there. Rama name only. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and I truly see like my heart when I'm serving. I'm a, I, I am Rama, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm helping with our regionals and yes. everything. Mm-hmm. So it was more boots on the ground 
experience yeah. for me. Um, but what I'll say too is the key for that is just have relationship. Yeah. We yeah. don't need anything or seminars. Like, can you just like care? Like, you know, having relationship. Yes. It's not like all right. of a sudden, okay, older person now graduating, younger person. Like, it should be we've been walking together for right. a while. Synergy. Yes. Right. Like, I love seeing even Tony, like mm -hmm. the relationships with the students. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's yeah. what it is right there, just mm -hmm. relationship. relationship. And they feel that you're with them. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. we have to do it together. Yeah. It's not like yeah. leave any, because we all need each other's generation, you know, yep. to yep. impact our world. Absolutely. So it's the relationship part. And just like everything, uh, when it comes to the local church, it all should stem from a um, an area of honor. Mm -hmm. yes. We should all be yes. honoring one another. Yeah. And that's that doesn't just go one way. That's right. When yeah. there's a young buck coming up, and uh, gets a little bit of taste of power or leadership. It's not me coming in saying, oh, it's my time to shine. All of y'all get out of the way. I'm making all these changes. I know exactly what this church needs. Um, we, we need to learn how to communicate with each other in honor um, mm -hmm. to value the life experience of people who have gone through this and done it. Yeah. Um, and also older people learning new things from mm -hmm. the younger generation that the message never changes. That's the right. methods change. Mm -hmm. um, but well, the message shouldn't change. But that's that, right. That, that, some people do change the message, and that's mm -hmm. um, yeah. unfortunately because they figure, well, if I preach that message, no one's going to come. Mm -hmm. and, you know, but and that's interesting part about it is, I have seen the younger people, um, young, you, you know, no matter what, you know, it's the millennials or even the Generation Z, whatever. Um, they want to see the move of God. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I, and I point out, um, I think younger people are probably more, more in tune to the spirit realm, both, we could say, positive or negative. Mm. Um, if you see some, some of the movies and TV shows, the occultish type um, mm. thing, I mean, they're interested yeah. in, in, in that, but, but also they're also interested in the move of the spirit. Yeah. And because a lot of people say, well, you know, if I have the move of the Spirit in my church, some people are not going to show up. Um, you know, I mean, like, I, I do get it. Sometimes um, some of our Holy Ghost meeting stuff, I'm like, you know, because to the non-Christian, like, that's weird. You know, <laughs> you know but, but it was a true move of God. I mean, you know, don't know how to describe it or whatever. But but I think younger generation, they, they want to see God move for themselves. They don't want to hear about, right. you know, what happened and the tent revivals and in, mm -hmm. in the 50s or 60s or or and now there's a, a move a movie about the 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 Jesus movement in the 70s mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that's great but they want to have a and I think that's really a cool thing about you know revival breaking out and yeah. on the college campuses mm -hmm. and things yes. you know because these kids need to experience it for themselves God's doing a new thing they do yeah and they want the truth because the truth's not talked about anymore and yeah. it's twisted or it's taken out or make my truth no we need like they're hungry for actually the bible because it's sad like before it was rebellion of too legalistic but now it's not yeah. even taught mm -hmm. and our generation wants to actually hear the truth yeah. for yeah. a change yeah, yeah. yeah. and they want to see someone that's genuine um, right you know, yeah. you know and I'm um there are a number of of preachers I'm not going to name names or whatever but it seems like they're more hollywood more, more yes. about yeah. the way they yeah. look um mm -hmm. how many followers they have on on social media mm -hmm. and, and you know they they i actually know certain folks i'm not gonna like say once again not yeah. that actually they hire consultants and they tell them to address a certain way hmm. to preach a certain way um you know just because 
then that's how you're going to get followers. That's, but that's what I do. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Tony. That, that's, that's, if you know Tony, that's anti. Tony dresses wrong, <laughs> speaks wrong. He, he's reaching the Longmire demographic. <laughs> but, you know, full circle back here is, you know, that's called, I, I understand what you're talking about because we see the entertainment type church. Right. You know, but, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, but you know what? People can only feed so much off of uh, that environment without yeah. not getting filled, getting fed, yeah. and they're right. searching yeah. and seeking. Yeah. yeah, and there's like the occult, all the different things out there these days. That if we don't provide opportunities for that as something something quite normal, uh, you know, to have a move of God, to you know, we even talked to the third year students, and actually we just, you know, we did some ministry in the class. But it was unforced rhythm of grace. It wasn't forced. It was just like, man, this thing led to this, and it unfolded. It wasn't, you know, we try to get, you know, get out of the way of God and and yeah. don't be weird about it. Just just be normal and minister to people. And uh, so uh, we 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 see um, we're really thankful that our we've deliberately worked on this with the different generations over the past I don't know how many years, and and our our church is healthy, and 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 it takes. It takes changing. It takes learning. Um, well, it takes intentionality. Yes, that's right. a good word. It, yeah. Good word. It, it, you know, because we we lean to our mm-hmm. what we like. We lean to our own mm-hmm. age group, and if we don't lean mm-hmm. into each other yeah. intentionally, yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't if happen. if you're so bent on one particular way of ministry, you're going to run off the harvest of different cultures. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, Dad talks about if we had it his way. You know, we sing from the hymnals and, and have quartets. I mean, yeah. you know, right. you know, but and, and you know, and sometimes we do break a quartet out, and sometimes mm-hmm. we do sing from hymnals. And you know, the other day I was listening to uh, I listened um, the message uh, on Sirius XM, you know, message, and they were singing "Shout to the Lord," yeah. and I'm thinking I really like that song. <laughs> I, I don't know last time we ever sung that song mm-hmm. in, in church. And I don't consider that an old song, you know. But yeah. but you know, but it's interesting how, for whatever reason, I, there's some really good songs mm-hmm. that we don't sing anymore because they're not popular right now. I mean, you know, but you know, in the olden days, the hymnals they weren't necessarily popular, but they just sang them. Now there is some hymn, hymns that kind of have some unbelief, and yeah. that's why a lot of times, growing up, and my grandfather, my, my mom's dad's church, um, Brother Tipton. You know, we we would sing verse two and four. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't sing. So I never knew. Sing well, the first and yeah, last stanza. Yeah, so I, I, I never knew what yeah. what what or, or we sing one and four. What I would never know the other verses. So so you know. But. I can still remember the red back hymnal and the same as a God one twenty is victory in Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Sing one twenty. But the old school songs are new to the new generation. Well, guess what? Right. I'm pulling those back mm-hmm. like, so, because they sound yeah. totally different to our generation mm-hmm. and we put a new spin on it because to me, I actually really love hymns. Yeah. And uh, yeah. like what you were saying, Craig, like even the people who are posting like the celebrity kind of like pastor things, but our generation can't like they're, they're kind of disgusted by it. Like mm-hmm. maybe at first, but then they're like, but we can see cause we understand the methods of what you're doing. So as much as like they think it's actually working against the younger generation because they don't they want real they don't want somebody like putting something on manufactured yeah. yeah or like mm-hmm. I, I want to become like this big mega like that actually is becoming I really feel like it's shifting now because our generation and younger they don't want that anymore you know yeah. it's interesting because I had a there's a gentleman who I'll, I'll just say to go on record I don't consider himself the, you know a, 
I mean, I still consider myself kind of a baby Christian, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. He goes to church, but not necessarily. He's not like like we are. And so he was going to a particular church in town. Um, not going to mention any names. And and so I asked him. Um, well, I hadn't seen him in a, in a couple of years, and then I ran into him in the mall. And I said, um, "Are you still going to so and so's church?" He goes, "He goes, no." You know, Craig, that's a great church to get saved in because um, mm. this particular pastor, um, being a former youth pastor, he, he was, you know, so it's, it's a great place for baby Christians, but mm. I, I didn't really feel we ever grew. Mm. It was like we always, you know, he was there reaching the, the, that, the younger generation, but it wasn't like, he goes, I had to go to another church to start growing. Mm. And so and I think that's what happened. Some of these Hollywood churches, yeah. you know, they might get people, yeah. but then they don't, they're not ever, never, they don't know how to move in the spirit. They don't really. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of the people maybe need to come to Rainbow Training College, you know, yeah. to, to learn yeah. to, to grow. So, yeah. you know, that's a interesting thing. Anything else you guys want to add before we? <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah. It has. I'm just looking at the weather radar. It's fizzing a storm out there. Oh, I'm really? thinking about having to run across the parking lot to get in. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Tony, Tony parked across the street. I, I parked in the garage. Yeah, so, I know. Oh, I, know nice. I know. So, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter to That's you. Yeah, I know it doesn't matter to you. And I'm his just... new stockings, no less. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, my new stockings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mess but, up Monday. But, you know, there, there is a different dynamic. Working with your family is not always mm-hmm. easy. And, in fact, like you said, you know, like, like you were pointing out that, you know, there are some times it might be better for some of your kids, even if they feel called to ministry, maybe go do their own thing because it, you know, this, you can't work with your, mm-hmm. with your, your family or just, or you're unwilling. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously in, here at Rama we have a submission authority class and we yeah. talk about, <laughs> you know, you know, submitting and, you know, understanding, you know, that's something else we also understand who, who the pastor is. I do know that we've had some issues sometimes because, you know, we have various different groups and different things. So we've had some folks get together and, you know, this guy went in the pastors, this guy went in the youth, and they say they're going to go start a church together. Oh, my. You know, well, it's really hard because they graduated the same year. Yeah. They, they had the same teachers, and it's hard for them to respect the pastor as the pastor, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, well, you don't know any more than I know. Yeah. And so... Those don't tend to work, right? You know, as as much. Um, in fact, it is even really it's it's kind of even hard for for a pastor um, to have associates that's older than they are. Um, you know, in, in a lot of ways. And yeah. I mean, it's, I've seen it work, but a lot of times it, it doesn't work. And mm-hmm. so it's it's a really tough you know dynamic. Um, but um, but then, like I said, being a a, a kid, I mean, I know. Um, you know, I, I guess the, the the great thing is you know how to work with your parents, and I, I know what my parents will, and and I'm okay, I'm okay hear, hearing a no because I'm used to right. it. Mm-hmm. So you know, so it's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I will say, even growing up, my my, my dad, um, more than my mom, my dad, um, my mom's a little more rigid, but you know, my my um, my dad would always. Um, a lot of times, at least I felt, may, maybe he didn't really, I always felt that he would allow us to try to reason. When, when he said no, um, if we would come up with good reasons why, you know, you know, you know he would at least listen. Hmm. He wouldn't always say yes, but he would at least listen to our right. our thing. And I was able to actually <clears throat> do some things that I thought they wouldn't let me do. Um, I was, like I said, psycho- I mean, psychology, I'm pretty good at it. Um <laughs> And you know, even in this thing, I have 
a lot of times my mom tells me no and then goes home and thinks about it, prays about it, and comes back and changes her mind. Mm. Um, so sometimes I get yelled at just to knowing that eventually she'll change her mind. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes she doesn't, but most of the time she does. Um, sometimes I don't go about the, the best way because probably I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak to them the same way if they weren't my parents. Um, you know, but you know, it works. Um, it does. And, you know, it, but it is, I, I know it's kind of a little difficult too, to, um, you know, for them sometimes to back off um, and, and let um, us do things, you know, because they want to be involved. Um, now, when it comes to the accounting area, I don't even try to be involved, um, mm. which is really weird because I have an accounting degree. Um, but, you know, that's my mom's deal. Mm. And, um, and I even told my mom if she's not going to do general accepted accounting principles that I learned, because you sent me to college, and then um, I just don't need to work with you um, because it's I, I can't do it. I mean, so yeah. you know it's okay. I mean, you know, so um, but you know, I think my dad actually likes us doing other stuff. He just don't he don't want to do much. He's he's you know you gotta understand he's almost eighty four years old. So That's he's um, you know he's at the point in ministry where you know he wants to do what he wants to do, and when he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it, he doesn't want to do it anymore. So so it's good. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, it's I think it's really awesome having your family in ministry, and mm-hmm. it's awesome your kids even want to be in ministry. Um, yeah, I mean that's you know just a, a win, and you know, and obviously you guys done a great job of raising mm-hmm. your family, you know, um, and um, you know, and I think that's it's really hard. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, it's hard to raise kids, um, you know, and and we also need to understand that kids aren't perfect. Um, you know, no matter that they look like they're perfect kids, I'm sure that they went through. Challenges and things like that. Um, yeah, for but, sure. But you know, you know, the, the Bible talks about training when they're young, when they're old, they're not depart. And you know, sometimes in the middle of the road, they go away a little bit. But um, want to mention once again, Rainbow Valley Training College, rbtc.org. If you're out there listening, and you you know, you don't know where you're doing, what you're doing, um, Rainbow is a great place to, to find your place in life. Um, to learn more about the Bible, or if you feel called to the ministry, you know you're called to the ministry, to come to Rama, rbtc.org. If you'll just go there, give us your name, your email, your phone number. We'll send you a digital packet immediately. Then after that, um, we'll have a, one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you more about Rama, try to set up a time for you to come f- for a visit, and um, you know hopefully that Rama will be um, something that you might want to do. Or maybe you know somebody, maybe maybe... Um, like I said, someone knows somebody that might want to come to Rama. Um, we have two intakes, one in the fall, one in the uh, one in the spring, which is actually January. I'm not sure of the spring, but it's a college thing. Yeah, yeah. college thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're getting ready. Um, we're we're at our 49th class this year. We're graduating, and so next year is 50th class at Rama. It's awesome what God's doing. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for coming and been a pleasure and hanging out. Yeah. You know, it's an honor. Yeah. Amen. Well, here at Raymond, we're bringing hope, hope, help, and and healing healing to to the world. world. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day.